Greetings in Jesus' name. The message you are about to listen to is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, third floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power. Welcome to a life transforming message. Shall we pray? Father, I want to thank you so much for this time. And Lord, we give you praise for such a wonderful day. We believe and trust that Lord, you'll help us. You'll encourage us because we want to learn how to overcome discouragement. Thank you for every person that has come. And we trust that by the end of this service, we'll be at a level to tell the enemy, we never belong to you, we belong to Jesus. Thank you, glorious master. In Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I greet you all in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name remains the same, I've not changed it. And uh, it's, it's just a wonderful blessing to be in your midst again. Praise God. I've been told we, this service is a supersonic service. So I'm going to preach for five minutes, pray for the sick for the next five. And then the next five, you greet one another. We say the words of the grace and we're out of here. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I actually invited some people, but they may find when we are gone. <laughs> Amen. Do we have people online? Welcome to Impact Church. We have a wonderful service here this morning, and we believe you will be blessed. Just get glued on your seat, and you won't be disappointed. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much, my dear brother, Pastor Andrew, and my dear sister Deborah, uh, for having me here again. I feel so much at home. When I come here, I can sit anywhere, uh, ask for tea. The moment I reached here, I asked Dennis, is there tea? Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Somebody say amen. I came all the way from Arthur River and people who live near here came late. Somebody say hey. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So how do we overcome discouragement? How many people have ever been discouraged before? Oh, I only have people who came from heaven last night. Everybody has ever been discouraged at some point. Isn't that so? But now, how do we overcome discouragement? You know, uh, nobody is immune to discouragement. Tell your neighbor for me. Whether you like it or not, at some point, the enemy is going to come. He's going to try to discourage you. He wants to get you off the focus. He wants you to curse God. He wants you to, you know, to regret why you got born again. He wants you to begin to wonder, does God really, 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 really love me? Does he say, mean what he says? Somebody say hallelujah. And for we ministers, it's even worse. We are like David. David, the Bible says, he encouraged himself in the Lord. There are times nobody can encourage me. It's only God who can encourage me. Praise God. So we want to just learn this afternoon. 
how do we, you know, overcome discouragement? And our theme scripture is going to be, can we have it on here, please? Is that possible? Psalm 77, verse 10 to 14. We just want to get a few keys here today. And then I believe with all my heart. You know, we said we're going to the crusade, isn't it so? And we're going to welcome new believers. I don't think a new believer will be blessed to find you looking like this. Oh, they want to find you smiling and ready to welcome them in the kingdom of God. Amen. Ah, <laughs> Yes, I'm waiting. Okay, the Bible says this, 77 from verse 10. And I said, this is my infirmity or my anguish. Hmm? But I'll remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Yes, continue. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I'll remember your wonders of old. Are you beginning to see something there? It's talking about a word that is repeated. Hmm? I will meditate also on all your work and talk of your doings. Your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? You are the God that does wonders. You have declared your strength among the people. Somebody say hallelujah. He begins by saying, this is my infirmity. Yes, it's true. I am broke. It's true. I'm not feeling well. It's true. I am looking for a job. Amen. It's true. My marriage is going to sunder. It's true. I am barren. It is true. It is true. But he says, you know, you first acknowledge what is the problem. When I pray for the sick, I ask them, what is the problem? And then I address that. Praise be to God. So the psalmist is saying, he's going to go down saying, this is my infirmity. This is my situation. This is my problem. This is where I am. You know, we, we, we shouldn't live in denial as Christians. Somebody say hallelujah. Having faith doesn't mean you live in denial. No. Having faith means you acknowledge where you are. And then you receive faith through the word of God to know that that situation can go in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. So he says, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the most high. And this is where I want us to measure today. That you remember. Every time discouragement knocks at your door, please remember. Remember where the Lord brought you from. Remember how merciful he has been to you. Remember the good things he has done even for others. Somebody say hallelujah. I was telling you some of us, it's only God who sometimes has to encourage us. Praise be to God. I'm in a situation now. I need to be traveling out of this country in maybe three weeks time. And I need a lot of money. So last Sunday I was at the crusade. They called me to preach. I preached for one hour like I'll never preach again in my life. I said, God, now what do I do? I'm just going to preach. And I preached my heart out. I am telling you the truth. And you know what happened? I prayed for the sick like that was the last praying for the sick I was going to do. And then I asked the people, is there anybody who's got healed in the congregation? 
And then a man comes running. He threw his crutch away. Somebody say hallelujah. I said, my God. Hey, the man came shedding tears. Later on, I heard the story that he was run over by a motorcycle and his leg broke into two. So they took him to hospital, got a metal put in between so that the bones could join and it wouldn't work. It became septic, began rotting. They did another operation. And so he showed me his leg. Actually, you'd see that the bones, one is a bit offside. But I'm telling you by the power of God, that leg that was like this, the man began to stump it. He began to dance and we all glorified God. Somebody say hallelujah. So that alone, the next 15 years, I'm sorted. Are you understand what I'm saying? When I remember that, I say, no, Lord, I know it's hard, but I'll continue. I know it's, it may be complicated, but I'll push on. I know, Jesus. I know, I know, but I'll move on. Somebody say hallelujah. He says, I'll remember the works of the Lord. Surely I'll remember your wonders of old. Hallelujah. I will remember. Tell your neighbor, remember. 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 And it's very easy for us to forget. When I travel this side, there's a sister that I really... Uh, when I met this sister, I think it was the end of the road for her. She was suicidal. The man that got a baby with her had left her, wasn't supporting. Her boss had become like the arch, an arch Satan. He hated her. He just didn't appreciate what she's doing. And I asked her one question. I said, do you have time? She said, yes. Okay, every week, let's be praying. God can change things. I'm telling you, in a few weeks, God just turned that sister's life upside down. She was promoted. She was transferred to a very wonderful office. The apartment they, they, they got for her was in dollars, a thousand plus dollars. They bought her a car. Somebody say hallelujah. Now, me, I'm watching all this. And saying now, God, where is my share? Honestly speaking. Can you imagine? God just turned this sister's life upside down. Her life changed completely. Somebody say hallelujah. Now over the years, and this is the problem with some of you Christians. After God does something for you, he promotes you. He opens you a wonderful business. He blesses you. Then you reach a point and think you can go on autopilot. My friend, it's only a plane that can go on autopilot. I listen to what I'm saying. It's only meant for a plane. They have tried it in cars, but you reach somewhere when it's a roundabout, you have to. It's only a plane. And so I think at some point she was on autopilot. Not praying as she used to. Seeking God like she used to. And the frustrations began to come. And you know, the ladies, when you reach a certain age, <laughs> people, 
Don't people notice me? Da, 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 da. You want a ring on your finger? You know those things. When your friends are going, every day they are inviting you. Every weekend you are the one being invited. Please come. You are cordially invited to attend the wedding. Of da, 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 da. You're like, huh? Recently she writes me a message and says, I know there is a God, but I, thought, I don't think he's for me. Can you imagine? How would you feel? Honestly, how would you feel? I wrote one and said, do you want to tell me that it's now that you want to turn your back on God after all these years and after all these things is done for you? Can you imagine? How would you feel? Somebody say hallelujah. But that's what is happening. Huh? The children of God. The Bible says, I will meditate also on all your work. Hmm? I'll remember the wonders of old. I'll meditate. Your way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? There is nobody, let me tell you, who can help you like our God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Huh? And you know, like I said, discouragement, everybody gets discouragement. Jonah got discouraged. You remember we talked about Jonah when I was here? When we were talking about the kingdom assignment? Huh? He, the well swallows him, spits him out, he goes and preaches to this entire city, 60,000 people, and they all get born again. And then he's like, no, no, God, no. No, no, no. Huh? It's me who goes through all this. And then for you, you're just there in heaven, and these people cry to you, and you forgive. Huh? Ah, partner. No. This is, no, no, no. You'd rather kill me. Praise God. You'd rather kill me. John the Baptist, Luke chapter 7, from verse 19 to 22. Can we have that? I want to show you that there are people who have ever been discouraged. Don't begin to say, you know, mine is a unique case. There is nothing unique about your case. Huh? And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus saying, Are you the coming one or do we look for another? Hmm? <laughs> Imagine John coming to the point Aha. Uh -huh. Then the Bible says, when the man had come to him, which version is this? New King James Version. Give me, give me a better version. Give me the King James Version. It brings out the story better. Aha. Uh -huh. When the men were come unto him, to Jesus, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the one he that should come? Oh, look we for another. Do you know where John was? John was in prison. He had been arrested by Herod. Somebody say hallelujah. How many of you know John the Baptist? Oh, my talkings. Do you know John the Baptist? Do you know John the Baptist? Do you know that John the Baptist's birth was announced by an angel? You know that one? You know he is a miracle child. You know that John never ate ugali or sukumawiki or nyamachoma. 
Did you know that one? Yeah. Huh? That was John. Do you know that John was Jesus' cousin? Did you know that? Now John is in prison. Now you tell me. John is in I can imagine one of you in prison. Okay, I'm not prophesying. The one who's even in prison and, and your pastor knows you're in prison. You are there and saying, but that's pastor. Can't pastor. You begin to think about how you prayed, how you've served in this church. Uh, pastor, pastor can't even help. Pastor, pastor, pastor. Now you imagine John. John sent by God with a message, go and announce the coming of the Savior. Now the Savior has come. John is in prison. Huh? How much discouragement is that? Now listen, let's continue. Uh-huh. 21. At that time, Jesus made many people well. I don't know which version this is. There's something I want. Let me read mine. Hmm? Let me read mine. It brings out these things better. We said Luke chapter. Uh-huh. From verse... 21. Let me get this one properly. Okay. And in the same hour he cured many of the infirmities and plagues and all of evil spirits and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Okay. We are seeing he's curing people from their plagues. He's healing the sick. Casting out devils. He's opening the blind eyes. Now 22. Then Jesus answered and said unto them. Now listen to this very carefully. He said, go your way, tell John what things you have seen and heard. Number one. Let's read together. Uh -huh. What's number one? Read out loud. Number one. Uh-huh. 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 Now. Do you think that's the most appropriate response to that kind of situation? I'll tell you a little story. The other day, I was with Pastor Raymond. Some of you remember Pastor Raymond? We came with him here. And you remember Apostle Warui? He was also here with us one, one of those evenings. And so we went to have a meeting. We're having a cup of coffee. And then I'm telling him, you know, about my trip. And when I'm leaving, he says, oh... Uh, man of God, I think, let's pray. So he says, okay, as I was praying, I thought, of about, I thought about a prophet, friend of mine. Let me just call him so that he can, you know, he could have a word for you. And we said, okay, go ahead. So he calls this, apostle, this prophet and tells him, uh, our prophet so-and-so, I have two friends here. One is uh, an evangelist and the other one is a pastor. And so I was just wondering if, you know, the Lord could give you a word for, you know, either of them. And the guy says, okay, just give me five minutes. I think he wanted to pack or something. like. I'm telling you, there are some people who are just, <laughs> I was amazed. So when he packs, he calls and says, yeah, uh, this is for the evangelist. That is now me. Uh, says evangelist, the Lord says, just do what you've, you have been doing. Just continue. Just focus. Yeah. The enemy wants to discourage you, but just stick to the focus. And that was all. 
And then to the other pastor friend of mine, he told him about his wife. He told him about his ministry. I told him about this. He told him about that. He told him. And I was just there listening and listening and listening. And you know, later I told this guy, you know, <laughs> what I had is not new. And you know, God, I mean, he was like, this one, I, I don't even want to bother with him because he just knows what he's supposed to do. He just needs to focus. <laughs> And continue doing what he's doing. Somebody say hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? How many of you would have expected? Yes, yeah, yeah. The Lord says now there's somebody from Norway is going to send you $10,000. At that one, I would have said, yeah. <laughs> said, no. That one, let him just focus. Then he will try to discourage him, but let him be strong. Yeah. And that was it. God is so sweet. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus answered and tells them, go your way and tell John. I'm not going to answer and tell you whether I'm the one or uh, those, those nitty gritties apana. Tell him what you have had and what you see. Hmm? These are the things happening. The blind are receiving their sight. Devils are being cast out. The lepers are being cleansed. The dead are being raised. So I'm sure when he receives that message, then he will know that whether he's in that situation, the kingdom of God has to move on. Somebody say, eh? Eh? The kingdom of God. When you're broke, brother, it just has to continue. Hmm. Even when you're in... Uh, in, in uh, in Kenyatta Hospital, on oxygen, the kingdom of God has to continue. So it doesn't change God. It doesn't mean when you're in that situation, then heaven has stopped working. Apana. And that's why we encourage people. Tell them, this is your infirmity. There is a solution. Why? The kingdom of heaven has come. And it has to move. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. Amen. So my brother, my sister, don't begin to throw tantrums for us. Number one, you're not the first. And you're not, the, you're not even the one in the middle. Or the one near the end because there's no end until Jesus comes. And you are not the last. Amen. If you feel discouraged, look at some of us. 30 years. Been trusting this God. And it's like I'm not yet even seen some of the promises. But I'm hanging in there. Because I know one day it will come to pass. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. One day it will come to pass. As long as I have life. Thank God, God has destroyed COVID. Now we have a crusade. Ooh, isn't Jesus wonderful? Isn't Jesus wonderful? I have so many things to thank God for. In our midst, I have a daughter here. She's just coming. Ah, nice. Wave to the people. You see? So I'm blessed. Yeah. She came to Jesus. There were things, you know, harassing her. And God delivered her. So that gives me a lot of joy. 
Praise be to God. And I don't want to go into so many deep things so that you begin to ask questions, but is God really there? If this happened to this man of God, is God really there? Ah, that one I'll, I'll save it for another time. Because it looks you're not ready. Do you remember even Jesus told some guys, with this one, I can see you're not ready. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. I encourage you, child of God, remember. 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 We'll read one more scripture. Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Pastor Andrew, what time am I supposed to stop? Mm. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Aha. Can we all read together? Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience that race that is set before us. Yes, verse 2. Aha. Uh -huh. Out loud. Aha. Uh -huh. For consider. Oh, is that verse 2? Okay. Looking unto who? Who? Jesus. Not Peter. I also have my own issues. Huh? Looking unto they and of what? Who for? Repeat that word. Who for? They that was set before him endured the cross. Uh-huh. Despising the shame. And is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Aha. Uh -huh. Verse 3. Aha. Uh -huh. Lest you do what? Ah. Uh, you see? How does it begin by saying? We have a cloud of witnesses. Huh? We have a cloud. Pastor Andrew, Pastor Deborah, you have a cloud. Here, there are just a few. But we have a cloud of witnesses. Do you know there are some people who will stand in salvation because they see you still standing? Yeah. They may not even read their Bible, nor pray too much, but they see you still standing. They'll say, if this brother is still standing, I will stand no matter what. Somebody say hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we say lay aside every weight, doubt, fear, confusion. Lay aside those things. Hallelujah. And it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. My brother, my sister, the day you remove your eyes from Jesus and try to look to somebody else, you're in very big trouble. Very big trouble. Why? We've seen that happening. We've seen preachers fall and the whole flock falls. So what does that mean? Were they looking unto Jesus? Of course they were discouraged. Yes. That's what the psalmist was saying. That was their infirmity then. But it's not the preacher, not the pastor, not the evangelist who saved them. That's what I tell people. 
When I, went, when I was in Dubai, I went to the Expo 2020 to the U.S. Uh, pavilion. I even told them, you guys in my country, you refuse to give me a visa, but today I am here and you can't chase me out. Somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> Man, hey. And you know when you enter there, it's like you're in America. So I went looking at all those things, Steve Jobs, Apple, what? I, I, I got an opportunity to touch a piece of the moon. They had it there. Yeah, a piece of the moon. So you people are different. <laughs> Uh, a piece of the moon. It was there. Hmm? And then uh, I got one of these young ladies. She's telling me about the, I don't know what, what astronauts, blah, blah, blah. So I asked her, have you ever thought about being born again? She says, oh, yes. Uh, my family is born again. Uh, I was a church girl, brought up in church. I was born again. But at some point I reached, I found, you know, the people in the church were behaving in a, a way that I, I didn't expect. You know that English. I can't even try it, you know. I told her, I told her, look here. That is very common. It happens. But it's not Jesus. It's not those people who saved you. It is Jesus who saved you. And the Bible says we should look unto Jesus who is the author and finisher of your faith. So today, this God of yours has brought an African man here. You must come back to that Jesus. Do you accept? She said, yes. And I led her back to Jesus. Somebody say, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Now the Americans refuse me to go to America. I get an American in Dubai, leader to Jesus. <laughs> hallelujah. So he says... Who for the joy that was set before him, my goodness, your life, there is a joy. Do you know why the enemy fights you? Because there is a joy set before you. Yeah, your destiny is bright. God has orchestrated things for you that you'll never regret why you got born again. Praise God. His plans, the Bible says, are good. He has good plans for us. So the enemy sees that and then he begins to beat you. He has, tap, discourages, confuses, huh? brings all manner of things, brings people to hurt you. But look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Can you imagine? Do you know how disappointed Jesus was? that he had to go through that experience. Huh? He even told the father, he said, ah, Lord, this, this cup, ah, 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 it's too much. It is just too much. But then he says, but not my will. Let your will be done. Somebody say hallelujah. So the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. There is no better place than that. Somebody say hallelujah. There is no better place than you after you leave this earth. All this dust and flu and cough and what, sneezing. Uh, then you go and stay in a place where <laughs> no pain, there is no misery, no bills, no, oh my God. Somebody say hallelujah. You know, Christians want to go to heaven, but they don't want to die. That's one thing I discovered. And I'm not saying you're going to die today. You still have a work to do. Somebody say hallelujah. 
For consider him that endured such hostility of sinners against himself. Lest you do what? You be worried hmm, and faint in your souls. So what does that mean? There is fainting in your souls. I'm telling you sometimes you can wake up like this. You don't know what you're going to eat. You don't know what's going to happen. And a voice that just tells you, thank God you are alive. Praise the Lord. And then you say, hey, okay. So I'm alive, eh? Somebody say hallelujah. So how are we going to fight discouragement? How are we going to stand? Let us remember. Let us remember. Let us remember that God at one point, I know if we began to give people testimonies here, everybody has a testimony. Even these little people here, they have testimonies. They may not tell their own, but they can tell their parents' testimonies. By show of hands, just be honest with me. How many of you do not have a testimony? Even you online, by show of hands, you do not have a testimony. See? Oh, mine was up. <laughs> so we don't have any reason to let the enemy lie to us. Jesus loves us. He cares about us. And he has a wonderful future for us. Somebody say hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you're broke. Do you know what? <laughs> Pastor Andrew, you know one time I heard a preacher say, you can't be anointed and you're broke. And that thing hit me because that time I was anointed but I was broke. <laughs> Then I read Acts chapter 3. The Bible says Peter and John are going to the temple. And they get this cripple. He's seated at the gate of beautiful. But the gate could not, the name of the gate could not help him. And he's looking at Peter and John very intently. Huh? Expecting what? Gold. Expecting silver. Expecting dollars. And Peter says, <laughs> eh? Look at us. The thing you want, this silver and gold, we don't have. But such as I have, hmm? I give unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. My friend, that miracle, not, not even gold can buy. Somebody shout, hallelujah. So don't be discouraged. Yeah, I may not have money, but my friend, bring a deaf person, they'll hear. Bring the blind, they'll see. But it's temporary. It's not going to be like that all the time. Tell your neighbor, it's not going to be like that all the time. Come on. Stand on your feet. <laughs> Is somebody encouraged? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. It's 11.31. If you're here, you're not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I would want to lead you to Jesus. Is there anybody? If you are watching online, are we still online? 
and you're not born again, Jesus loves you. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. I would want you put your hand on your hat and repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. I surrender my life to you. Remove my name from the book of the dead and write it in the book of life. From today, I confess that I am saved. I am a child of God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that prayer, please look for a good Bible-believing church. Or you could visit us at Impact Church in Westlands, Bobby House. You'll get a wonderful family that will care for you, that will help you grow in the Lord. The message is brought to you from Impact Church, located along Parker Road at Polvi House, Third Floor, Westlands, Nairobi. Our vision is to be a church for those tired of business as usual. You can contact us on plus 254-710-640-240. For further details, visit our social media pages, Impact Church KE1. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but power.